At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to the Diversity Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share on podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, recently recognized as an independent book publishers association, Benjamin Franklin Gold Award winner for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. It's also recently been published as an audiobook for your listening convenience. I hope that no matter what your role or position, if you're a helping professional in any way, that you consider ordering diversity in clinical practice to help you learn practical and encouraging strategies for meeting the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve. Similarly, whether it be through one of my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author or speaker, my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today, I want to talk to you about unintentional racism. So even if you're not the biggest sports fan, you may have heard the news of an incident that occurred last week during a Little League World Series baseball game where a young black baseball player was seen sitting in the dugout with his white teammates as they took turns placing fake cotton on his head. The announcers calling the game saw this and were heard saying that that's just Little Leaguers being Little Leaguers right there. However, many viewers strongly disagreed and felt concerned about that behavior considering it uh, overtly racist uh, by these white teammates toward this black player. League officials reportedly investigated the incident and concluded that, quote, as only one player appeared in the broadcast, Little League International understands that the action shown could be perceived as racially insensitive, end quote. In addition, they concluded that not only was there no ill intent, but also that the mother and the coach were okay with it. The implication here being that if they were okay with it, then we should all be okay with it as well. Now, for many, the first response to this incident is reasonably negative as they're responding to what seems like blatantly racist actions. Without yet knowing all of the details that surrounded this this incident, it is reasonably, uh, it reasonably looks as though the white players are quietly yet publicly demeaning the black player by making fun of the texture of his hair. Not only that, but using cotton to do it brings to mind the history of African-Americans being forced to pick cotton and much worse in this country, which is no laughing matter. It's also worth noting here that even if the boys teammates didn't intend to be racist, that doesn't mean that it's not a racist act. After all, since racism conveys the message that some people have less value or worth due to their race or ethnic background, then even if the actions were not representative of their entire character or intent, this behavior definitely seems to meet that definition. Now, for this conversation, however, 
I'll leave the definitions debate to others who are more qualified to do so or who care more about who's going to get fired or similar policy and procedure changes that reasonably must change as a result, if for no other reason than to prevent similar situations like this from happening again. As for me, the marriage and family therapist mind, I also am concerned about what happened before the incident and how it contributes to what will happen afterwards. Not about the policies, but about what we can learn about how we can support the people involved moving forward. Since we weren't given a detailed behind the scenes account of what occurred, imagine with me. Consider what this young black kid may have experienced prior to this incident. Maybe he joined the baseball team, hoping to feel welcomed by his teammates and included by his peers. Unfortunately, he may have felt reluctantly allowed in or tolerated because he was good at the sport, but not really welcomed in non-baseball social conversations or interactions. Maybe he was asked questions regarding why he looked so different or why his hair was different, unlike theirs or anyone they knew that was normal in their eyes. The only hair comparison they knew was like uh, cotton. So when one of the baseball souvenir toys accidentally broke open and the connection was made, hey, this looks like his hair. He, he's always trying to be a part of the fun, so let's include him this time. And they all take turns seeing if they can get the white cotton to cover up the black cotton-like hair. Maybe, maybe this young boy, uh, this young black boy felt torn between not wanting to be the focus of attention in this way and uncomfortable, but not quite sure if they're really making fun of them or finally finding something about them of interest to pay attention to. And in their own way, maybe he reluctantly concluded that if this is what it takes to finally feel included, that he would just take it and hope that it broke the ice and they could be real friends eventually. From the brief video clip that scene, we can't read people's minds, but we can see that although he wasn't angrily pushing them away, he also wasn't laughing with them or smiling, joining in in the fun either. As for his teammates, maybe they didn't have any ill intent. But then again, they wouldn't need to really have a well-crafted racist plan to unfairly single out a peer based on cultural differences that they don't understand. It happens all the time, unfortunately. They may not have even been aware of the significant history of picking cotton in African-American history, or uh, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they couldn't have subconsciously been exposed to references to such at home or in other environments, contributing to uncomfortability with cultural differences and a lesser valuation of those who are culturally different than them, leading to behaviors that manifest that lesser value without yelling or angry faces even being necessary. No wonder whether the response to this incident generated reasonable questions and conversations from these kids regarding why everyone was so upset, hopefully leading to new increased cultural awareness and understanding and hopefully change behavior in the future. What about the mom? When investigated, they were, we were told that the mother and the coach saw no ill intent either. Without additional details, though, we don't know whether a quality conversation occurred and a great explanation was received that reassured the boy's mother that his past, present and ongoing safety and emotional well-being was at the front and center of these of the, these representatives or whether the mother has a history of picking her battles, exploring the lay of the land and concluding that this was simply not a fight she wanted to engage in. After all, maybe she loves her son and just wanted to do her best for her son. 
Then uh, this, they, 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 when they discovered that he was good at baseball and was good enough to not only play on a team while getting an education and staying out of trouble along the way, uh, but he was also good enough to make it on the team that made it to the World Series, the Little League World Series. And who knows? Maybe this baseball thing could help him attain even more education in college at the least or a career at best in the long run. And then these little boys, being culturally insensitive at the least and racist at the most, put her in a situation where she had to either stand up for her son by calling out the teammates' racist behaviors and the league as a whole for allowing it to happen, and in doing so, risk isolating her son even further from his peers and making him the face of social justice in youth sports, likely making it difficult for him to continue playing the sport that he's good at because he might be seen as the player or the drama that no one wants to be on their team moving forward. Who knows? Maybe she even discussed with him whether or not he preferred to be the face of racism in Little League or just let the dust settle. Go back to just playing baseball, let it all play out and hopefully move past this incident, moving on to a different environment on a new team that appreciates him and try to live the happiest life possible. Blame him. Blame them. In the end, we don't know all the details. We only know a glimpse of what was seen, what it looked like, and in some ways likely was. And we have a challenge for how we will move forward. Even though new policies and procedures aren't up to you and me in this environment, I hope that Little League International and other similar environments and associations around the country take this as a wake-up call to give more attention to social interactions among their players and beyond. Not primarily to police or punish, but to make a preemptive effort to establish and nurture a standard of value and worth for everyone involved, not, no matter what the cultural similarities or differences they may have. To provide a safe way to express concerns and address them, rather than an environment of fear or expressing concerns out of risk of isolation and condemnation. My hope for this kid and his mother is that they would be able to receive emotional support wherever they can find it. That they will be able to go beyond confirming what they do not feel, no, in, uh, no ill intent, but to be able to identify and express how they do feel about themselves, about each other, and about the rest of the outside world. I hope for you that if you witness or learn about situations like this, that you will go beyond reasonable reactions to outrage uh, and the policy and procedure steps of who needs to be held accountable. And to get to the place where you can consider and explore what factors contributed to incidents like this and consequently what can be done to prevent this, as well as the relational and emotional support that will be beneficial after experiences like this occur. And if you're in a position to provide that empathetic support, then please offer it. For you may be exactly what someone in this situation might need to be able to move forward in a healthy way, helping them make the best decisions possible one day at a time regarding what issues they feel they need to endure and which issues they need to stand up for. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening in to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing questions or diversity-related concerns that you'd like me to address in an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive and deep topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com. Also, again, check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, available in paper and audio book formats on Amazon.com. 
and I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in the community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. Y'all know how important helping the community is to me, and let's be honest, our communities need us right now. All of us. People are always asking me, Shaletta, how can I make a difference? Well, I have the answer. XL Energy is putting on its annual day of service and you can take part. It's happening Thursday, September 8th through Sunday, September 11th. There will be nearly 80 nonprofit projects where you can volunteer to pack meals for folks in need, put together school supply kits and more. Join thousands of your neighbors along with Excel Energy employees. You can even get your kids involved. It's a meaningful opportunity for your entire family to make a difference. To learn more about Excel Energy's Day of Service project, go to their website at www.excelenergy.com slash dosinfo. Do your part to give back to the places where we all live and work. <laughs> 